gone? Oh yeah, it closed like really early in March <laughs> of They're last like, year. Peace. Yeah, they actually like, followed the real stock market and just were like, yeah, we're done. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> By the way, Luke, your shirt looks like it's just meme letters. It's like perfectly written in me. It looks like your picture is memed. No, it's, on it's the not Zoom. an impact font. I, toilet, does it look like... Oh, well, he just got up and left. It's, it's well, supposed shit. to be the Morton Salt font. I'm just telling you, it looks like it looks like a mem. Memers. Um, okay, we can go ahead and get started. Welcome to a Midworst podcast, a narcissistic pursuit of our opinions on sports and more. My name is Luke. I am a toilet. Flush. And my name is Sack. All right, this week we're going to start off with toilet. Um, let me be the last person to wish you a happy birthday. Um, do you have some birthday thoughts for us? You just turned 30. Uh, both Zach and Toilet turned 30 in the week that has just passed. So uh, congratulations to both of you, old balls. Got some gray <laughs> hair in the building, some white hairs. But uh, Toilet, uh, what happened on your birthday? Yeah, I think it's a good place to start out. I don't know if you have to list us. I don't know where we're listed currently under what subgroups of podcasts. But now that we've got two 30-year-olds on the pod, maybe it's time to switch us over to the mature category. Mm. Uh, just an idea. But um, I had a terrible birthday. We get, the, we get the little E next to the podcast for elderly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely not for explicit. Um, my birthday was a very – it was a series of elderly moves. Um, the first move that I made was – you know, if you've ever had to rely on, um, you know, exterior support to get something done at your house, uh, Zach, also a homeowner, will be able to mm -hmm. relate. Um, I've been relying on uh, this man to help me out with countertops. Uh, something I can't really do myself is cut, you know, hundreds of pounds of quartz uh, <laughs> and install Ooh. them into my home. Fancy boy with quartz countertops. <laughs> Very nice. Well, it's a small kitchen, so, you know, you could your dollar goes a little farther. But yeah, okay. um, Anyway, um, he, you know, I call him on last Wednesday and he tells me he'll come on Friday and on Friday he tells me he can't come till Saturday. And then on Saturday, I'm sitting around my house. He doesn't come up until four hours later than he's supposed to show up. <laughs> so that's like the cable guy. Seriously. Um, and then he comes over, you know, he does measurement thing. You know, he argues with me about a sink and he's Eastern European and like I, I, it's hard to kind of understand him. And I'm like, dude. I, I just live here. Like, I, I don't know. Like, the, the contractor picked out the sink. I don't know why you're yelling with me about, like, the depth of a sink. Like, I understand that a, a larger sink sounds like a better thing. Uh, but I don't really have the capacity to, like, argue with you. So, um, and then my contractor is deaf. So, we only communicate in, like, in person or in text message. So, it's not like I can, like, triage and get this third guy in the, like, and argue with this other guy about the countertop. But... Anyway, that's beside the point. And then, you know, at Wait, the end so so to recap that, it sounds like in order to redo your kitchen, you're playing a very elaborate game of telephone with a, a deaf person and someone from the former Yugoslavia. Am I getting this correct? Yeah, 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 basically, yeah. Um have you, have you gotten a sub subcontractor to be just like a translator? <laughs> you know, I, I, honestly, as a special education teacher, I kind of thought that was what my role was. Um, that's kind of how I've been operating. Um, 
The, the only other thing of note from his trip is on his way out, he was kind of teasing me for wearing a mask. And he said, oh, oh, my dad lived through the Spanish flu. I'm not really going to take the coronavirus seriously. How old is his dad? <laughs> the Spanish flu happened in, in 1918. Yeah, this guy doing it is pretty old. Um, I didn't want to, like, maybe it was his grandfather. I don't know. Again, it, there was... He was speaking English, but it still felt like it was, you know, ha I needed like Duolingo to like translate exactly what was happening <laughs> in front of me. But he's like, I'm not going to take the coronavirus seriously until five out of 10 people die. So I don't know. Hot seat wow. coronavirus? <laughs> Hot seat, half of the world population. Literally a virus worse than the Black Death. <laughs> uh, <laughs> until we get to that point, then we're going to need to start taking this thing a little bit more seriously. When yeah, it wipes out half of the human population. <laughs> This guy's a big Thanos guy. I, I feel like he just kind of roots for the villain in every every uh, Marvel movie. But anyway, so I call he he comes over Saturday. He's like, oh, we'll cut it on Monday and we'll bring it over. I'm like, wow, what a great birthday present for toilet. He's gonna come on over and give me new countertops. That'll be a fun thing to come home to. So I call him on Monday. One of the first things I do, and he says, oh yeah, I got snowed in this weekend. I'm not gonna be able to make it out there until Friday of this week. Mind you. I've been doing all of my dishes in the tub while I'm picking <laughs> for two weeks. And it sounds like it's going to go on for another week. That's like not even like bachelor stuff. That's just like like bachelor pad stuff. That's just like so like, unfortunate. I, I'm going to Amazon you like just the biggest thing of paper plates that I can find on that yes, website. Dude. I'm going to send you paper plates and paper napkins. No more doing the dishes in the tub. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, boys. I appreciate that. that. Any help you can send to the toilet residents will be uh, much appreciated. So that was that was strike one for the birthday. So uh, strike two for the birthday, you know, come home after a long day of work. All I kind of want to do is like unwind, crack open a beer. I picked up some takeout for me to enjoy at home. Um, and my mom, my my lovely mother, uh, <laughs> make sure you ring or call your mother sometime soon, um, sent me this gift from Ikea. Um, and I called her. I'm like, oh, is it okay if I open the gift? And she said, yeah, of course. And I opened it and I said, mom, did you, did you send me an empty container of a soap dispenser? <laughs> is that what my gift is? <laughs> Because that was what was in the box um, with the tag ripped off on the back. What? Um, so uh, I guess there was a mistake and she had like put the wrong item in, in the in the box because she meant to get me a potted plant for my birthday. And I mean, I, it weighs virtually the same. Yeah. Uh, like a large box, like the size of like a football helmet size box. <laughs> small glass soap dispenser. So was this something that was shipped to you? It was shipped to my house, yeah. How do you ship a potted plant? I've never heard of this. I um, guess carefully. Yeah, mm. carefully. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I, maybe that was also lost in translation. My mother's also Eastern European. Maybe it was just a pot <laughs> for a plant. Um, I'm not quite sure. <laughs> um, you know, that was just kind of a bummer. Like, we can't do big parties or whatever, but my mom, you know, went out of her way to get me something, and I was excited to see what it was, and just to see it was a big old bag of disappointment. So that was strike <laughs> two. Um, I'm, I'm nervous about strike three at this point. Strike three was a direct shot to the colon. So <laughs> does that have to do it to take out? No, 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 not, not literally more figuratively. That's, that's a good clarification to make. Um, Luke and I were talking off air before we got on here. We got a little bit of snow up here in the Just a uh, tad bit Chicago bit. area. So casual foot footer. 
just a little footer. <laughs> um, so, you know, I'm out there shoveling this weekend. I'm trying to clear off a space, be a good neighbor for the sidewalk and like not make a giant pile at the end for the snow plow. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on Monday, I got home before uh, Toilette, my sister, Mrs. Madam Toilet, not Miss. My sister Bidet. Bidet. <laughs> Bidet Sexton. Bidet Sexton. <laughs> um, so I park on the street so she can get into the driveway because I leave before her. It's a one one way driveway kind of thing, you know. Um, and I, I say, you know what, Toilet, it's your birthday. Like, just go to bed. Don't worry about moving your car. And then I wake up to a fucking parking ticket. Oh, oh my God. no. Are you fucking kidding me? I am not. So if you guys want to come with me, we're going to storm. Uh, we're going to perform an insurrection <laughs> at the local, at local City Hall. village hall. At, yeah, the fill, village hall of fill-in-the-blank suburb of Chicago. Fill-in-the-blank <laughs> suburb. Uh, yeah, so that was that was my birthday. This is 30, boys. I still owe wow. $50 to the city of Arlington Heights after a similar snowstorm a few years ago. I just didn't pay the ticket. I threw it out. <laughs> oh, that was my 24th birthday right after I had my other knee surgery. Yeah, that's right. Time is a flat circle, baby. There was an all-time picture too, Luke, cuz you sent a picture of your your Ford just like absolutely covered in snow. The snow was like 3 quarters of the way up the door and the cops still found a way to like jam a parking ticket. <laughs> Not like in my windshield cuz I couldn't reach my windshield. Put the it snow bank was so snow. deep. Uh, they jammed it into the handle of my uh, oh driver's my side door. Mm. But toilet, that really fucking sucks. Uh, they have your driver's license information when they run your plates. You should not be allowed to get a parking ticket on your birthday. Um, well, here's the thing. It was 2-2 um, two, two at 2 in the morning. So technically. Oh, God. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, ice cold. Oh, so it was this morning. It was this oh, morning. Fucking it was thoughts today. and prayers. Thoughts today. and prayers. Yeah. Um, so uh, th- th- local PD honest- was out at two o'clock in the morning, being like, "All right, boys, uh, it's time to, to clean up these those streets. <laughs> Got to write these parking tickets for these illegally street parked cars." No, yeah. uh, somebody's my- got to pay for the uh, the softball jerseys for this coming <laughs> season. <laughs> Honestly, like all those things aside, like the absolute worst part of my birthday was kind of telling this abbreviated version of this story to people at work today who asked like, oh, how was your birthday? What'd you do? And I'm like, you know what? Honestly, kind of sucked. Like, here's what happened. And then everyone thought that was an invitation to tell me about all the times that they were minorly inconvenienced by a contractor or by a police officer. (laughs) And I just had to sit there and fucking take it while they just lectured me and story topped me all day long that that's was- a bad invitation into a like a separate conversation for other people it feels like that's just like an opening remark to like a longer like sermon that you're just not interested in hearing yeah honestly uh, especially with contractor talk because yeah, i'm sure everybody i've got the i've got the best like a shitty contractor story but then opens up the door to further advice on how to select a good contractor like and oh i got a guy who's great and my their guy, guy who isn't from the former Yugoslavia, but is in fact from Ukraine, um, who does their <laughs> so yeah, this guy's This guy's Czech Republic, actually. That's that's the thing. Like, I don't know. Um, you guys are probably both Parks and Rec fans. When they do, like, the thing, in one of the later seasons, they talk about Chris Traeger, like, trying to solve all of Anne's problems when she's pregnant. And then the guys kind of, like, pull him aside. They're like, dude, all you have to do is say, wow, 
that sucks. And that is like perfect. Like that's all people want. Like if you're having a bad time, they just want you to acknowledge how they feel and not get story topped. And I got nothing but like lectured all day. Like you're saying, like no one picks a good contractor story and then they're like, wow, you know what? You really put my bad situation into perspective. Now I feel better about what I have going on. <laughs> no, I still feel terrible. I just want someone to feel bad. I just want pity. That's all I wanted for my birthday was a big pile of pity. That's like you've just gone through like the first three marriage count, marriage or premarital counseling classes right there with that answer. <laughs> That's like, the title of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> Midworst marriage counseling. I have a very intimate relationship with my contractor. We went through pre-contracting counseling <laughs> <laughs> sessions. There we go. It had to be translated. Uh, how about we you? Had to, we had to make sure that we came on the right side of the Bosnian War. Uh, make sure <laughs> that we weren't on opposite sides of that. What really brought us together was our common hatred for Albanians. Yeah, <laughs> Slobodan Milosevic. <laughs> um, all right, Zach, I'm here to be story topped. How was your birthday, my man? Okay, I'm, I'm not going to be able to top your story with any of my stories because it was it was good. It was good. It was pretty. Uh, it was pretty uneventful, to be to be quite honest. I mean. With, uh, you know, people kind of, like, staying to their own devices, right? Like, I didn't really have a birthday party or anything like that. And so um, we watched, uh, watched like, old action movies. Oh, I, I guess, okay, so here's a minor inconvenience. I, it was more of, like, a it was more of like a shot to my pride. But we, I tried to start watching, um, uh, I tried to start watching This is Spinal Tap on HBO Max, which, of course, we can all agree is, like, a great movie, right? Great comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, and my wife was just very much not into it, like 10, 15 minutes in, just like, this is my nightmare. I don't want to watch this. And so that kind of hurt a little bit. So I was minorly inconvenienced toilet, but nothing to your degree, no parking tickets, no bad contractors. Although I will show you guys this, I guess I'm trying to do my own contracting and we did this over the weekend, but we got paint swaths on the wall. We got swatches, baby. Swatches. We're trying to figure out what color green to paint the room that matches this thing. Oh. It's a couch. That's a very interesting piece of furniture to base your uh, decor situation around. My office. Yeah. Dude, the dark green is an elite, elite den or office color. So we're going to, I think we're going to go with the one. Okay. So starting from closest to closest to furthest yeah. yeah this is zach learns mirror optics and a camera uh-huh. um probably the second one the one that i'm pointing that's the at one right i now. like yeah the other one it's too it's too dark the other ones are too gray this is Man. great this is great this yeah. is great radio yeah. right now <laughs> zach, explain, say, zach explains zach explains a pantone Toilet and sack just yeah. toilet and sack just talking about pantones. <laughs> Folks, you've heard about watching paint dry. Have you ever heard of listening <laughs> to paint dry? That's what you get here on a Midwest podcast is listening Hell. to paint dry. Hell yeah, baby. Um, did your wife raise enough umbrage to get you to change a different movie after those fifteen minutes, or was she sticking it out because it was in fact your birthday? No, we had to ch- we had to change. I think we ended up watching episodes of Queer Eye instead. Oh, um, that's that's fucking bullshit. Because uh, to segue very professionally, we have <laughs> we have a topic this week of a show that's become very popular in recent weeks. I think it came out last year, but 
for whatever reason due to the content cycle or the algorithm or whatever um, Netflix has been recommending it a lot to people so uh, collectively I think that a lot of people who I work are watching it um, I know that several of our friends have mentioned that they've watched it particularly those with uh, long-term significant others and that show is uh, Bridgerton um, uh-huh. a Netflix production which is most certainly not French toilet <laughs> It actually was released on Christmas Day of 2020. So oh, I guess okay. you're right. Last year, you are last, correct. Last year. Almost all decades correct. <laughs> I, I suppose I'm technically correct. Um, I don't know. I have like a couple hot takes about this show that I just want to get Go. out of the way. Go. If you don't mind. Go, King. Um, Go off. It took me about 10 Go off. minutes. Good King Bridgerton watching this show to start to develop a cluster headache because of the way that it was shot and the way that these characters were being introduced uh about 15 minutes before i descended into like non-stop just groaning like <laughs> tina belcher just like because of the dialogue that was included in the show and 25 minutes before i just closed netflix entirely like not just closed the show like hit the home button on the ps4 and i'm changing streaming services entirely because this show fucking sucks and netflix doesn't deserve a minute more of my attention for attempting to watch it um and i i guess like what really fucked it for me was like due to the setting which is georgian england england in like 1812 or whatever um my immediate comparison was to downton abbey which is one of my favorite shows an elite show yeah and it's like somebody took downton abbey and put it through the silly zone it's like downton abbey but somebody made it goofy downton abbey meets like the bachelor it's like an SNL parody of Down Abbey and not a particularly good one. Like it's if Kate McKinnon was the lead of Down Abbey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's coming out as Hillary Clinton, Lady Hillary Clinton. <laughs> Later, Lady Hillary Clintonton. <laughs> Hillary Clinton whistle. <laughs> I, I will I will say I, I watched an episode with Milady and wait I thought you said you watched five minutes me yeah no I mean like I've given I gave it the old like, okay, college okay. try okay because you never know I mean there are there, you know, this stuff's like there's a lot of like there's big big time budgets into these like some of them end up being okay that you'd think would suck on the surface like okay if if you were if I mean I do love masterpiece theater but if you were to like describe Downton Abbey to someone in like a in a couple of sentences Luke I bet you people wouldn't enjoy it no they you would. Or they think it they think it's like they think it's superfluous or like high society or something and you're like actually no it's really fucking captivating and good yeah it's you know great, why that is great Zach? storytelling and why I drew the comparison is because like despite the obvious differences between these two shows and what they were setting out to do and like what the ultimate premise of and like even the general tone ultimately these are period pieces with very large ensemble casts that are set in the past in england so you know what it invites the comparison except that bridgerton has none of the things that made down abbey interesting including like characterization of people like understanding what these characters motivations are like anything Uh, beyond this 
a stupid name. Even horniness. Like, the horniness wasn't even good because, like, how did it manifest itself in the first episode? Like, Dude, we got episode- to see some pasty English ass in, like, the first five minutes. And, like, is that what we want? I mean, people no. forget episode two of, uh, of Down- or the first episode of Downton Abbey is pretty horny. People kind of forget. I mean, it is pretty horny. <laughs> like, but you, you're immediately hooked in because it starts with historical context, which is also important. Because it starts with the sinking of the fucking Titanic. That's how the show starts. First one minute is the sinking of the Titanic. And with this show, it's like Lady Feather Whistle goes to Poppycock or whatever and writes a society page, and nobody gives a fuck. <laughs> who, who the fuck are these people? Oh, we get to watch Mr. Bridgerton use working class woman as a mattress for the first ten minutes of this show. <laughs> Tight. <laughs> so it sounds like you have a couple show notes for the uh, showrunners there. <laughs> yeah, right? clearly. Did you know it got picked up for seven more seasons? Yeah, of course it got picked up for seven more no, seasons. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not kidding. They said they're going to do eight seasons. Like It literally has a modicum of success, and it's like, boom, blank check, seven seasons. Here you go. And it's like, oh, yeah, this is a period piece. And they do use a very diverse cast uh, representing people throughout the different classes of society. And I'm not knocking for that them for that. But there is like a class element here that could be addressed because it was a highly stratified society back in like 1812 in England because they were at war with fucking France the entire time. And this represents high society. But yeah. the way that they represent the working class is like slam pieces for the upper society members there there is a version of this that actually played out pretty well unbeknownst to like most viewers but um there was like a combination of like the period piece and the horniness that kind of worked and that was did you ever watch harlots um yeah on uh hulu like that actually kind of worked super super horny very period piece actually worked because it like it was like class it was like you know some class struggle um victorian england love interests and then there's also like a lot of sex where is the caveman period piece about horniness i want to see some loincloths (laughs) some hunting gathering maybe okay after we get the after we get the money from the unnamed maritime disaster screenplay we're gonna go into a caveman horniness or series. put the two together, sea shanty <laughs> horniness. Uh, a, a caveman <laughs> who can't impress women through his hunting skills, so he invents agriculture. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, I have one last hot take about Bridgerton, um, which kind of extends outside of the Bridgerton universe, but was probably, it, it was the aspect of the show that made me want to turn it off immediately. And that is the atrocious decision in the design of the sound and music in that show. Um, I'm just going to come out and say it. Vitamin string quartet is classical music for stupid people. (laughs) We're talking about centuries and like tons of time put into the composition of these pieces of like grand compositions of music, which they could use for free, by the way. Like, even the great masters of classical music and modern composers, they could use for free. Is that all free? That's all free domain? Yeah, it's all in the public domain. But it's like, 
no, we have to appeal to the lowest common denominator of viewer and do a violin cover of an Adele song to set the scene for this. Hey, do you want to know who the people also search for for the Vitamin String Quartet on on Google? What? <laughs> Skrillex and Avril Lavigne. <laughs> <laughs> I, I rest my case. I rest my case. <laughs> wow. Um, the only thoughts I had in watching the show, um, I just thought it was an interesting, I mean, we're, we're not the target demographic that they're trying to reach with this show. Like my bridge into the show, not to use a terrible pun, was uh, a girl who had read the romance novels that these are based off of. Oh, and it's it, based on a book? Yeah. Oh, well, wait, how, how, but how romantic are the novels? Are we talking like... Like, we're talking. Uh, are we talking Shakespearean? Or are we talking like Fifty Shades of Grey here? Fifty Shades of Grey, and that was kind of like what I learned. Oh, like this is just kind of like smut for like intelligent women. Uh, um, I mean, it is it is basically softcore porn. Yeah. Whereas we are of the v- variety of probably being twelve years old and going to the nearest computer, Google image <laughs> the word boobs and printing it out. <laughs> You know, I, I was gonna say Game of Thrones, but that works too. We, uh, this is more of the, uh, you know, your middle school girl who's actually reading like three hundred to four hundred page novels in a week, uh, and just like, re- like you can never tell by the cover of the book, but it's just the steamiest scenes that um, are going down. So. That was kind of my major takeaway. And then just watching like the outfits these people are in and imagining how hot it must be on set and just feeling uncomfortable for them. It looks uncomfortable with how much clothing and makeup they had on. Luke and I have ventured into amateur theater before as young people, and I can tell you the lights, they're bright. (laughs) And the costumes are hot, and the makeup is caked on, and it (sighs) basically prevents you from sweating, which is your body's normal reaction to being overheated. Good thing they're wearing wool. They're probably not wearing wool. They're probably wearing like Under Armour underneath it or like uh, tech fleece uh, wool frocks. Uh, Good rant, Luke. Good job. Way to get fired up. Yeah. I mean, my eyes rolled so hard it broke my orbital bone when they played Thank You Next, walking (laughs) into the first debutante ball scene. That's why I wanted you to watch it, just for that kind of visceral reaction. So I'm glad I got exactly what I wanted. Uh, I think this is the perfect bridge to Penny Farthing, and I didn't even know what this was and because I had to look it up. Yeah. This is kind of the same era, correct? I thought it said Penny Farting at first. <laughs> I did too. My, like, pea brain. But yeah. I actually – I'm glad you brought this up, Luke, because I – within the last, like, week, I've had, like, a, a modernized version of Penny Farthing – well, why don't you go ahead and explain that, because I'm kind of intrigued, and then I can go into my stuff. Okay, so for the, the viewers who don't know at home, penny farthing is the old-timey term for riding those big-ass bicycles with, like, the massive, like, two-foot and what? Not diameter, two-foot radius. Yeah, it's about, like, seven feet or eight feet in diameter or so. I guess yeah, six like, feet. like the constable would be riding one down the you know main street of your town and a little baby tire in the back but yeah i actually encountered a guy on a run he was riding he was riding his bike behind me but he has one of those like modern bikes for penny farthing where it's like a mountain bike but it's raised up super high and then a chain 
itself is kind of high. So like you oh. have normal size, you have like normal size wheels, but for some fucking reason, this guy thinks it's a great idea to like, oh, if bikes aren't dangerous enough, let me suspend myself an extra seven feet in the air. Like, let's add some height to this equation and make it even fucking harder for me to stop. Well, first of all, you're very visible to cars. So you're really discounting that added aspect of uh, safety that you're creating by, you know, a vehicular mode of transportation that puts your body 10 feet into the air. <laughs> um, but the guy who I saw riding a penny farthing bicycle was riding ye olde traditional Victorian style of penny farthing bicycle. And I guess it was in Logan Square. Yes, this was in Logan Square. I was walking no. home from the Target, and the conditions that this guy was riding in were perfect, <laughs> theoretically, if you're going to come up with relatively perfect conditions to ride a penny-farthing bicycle anywhere. This is, like, long before the snow. This was um, weekend before last. Um, he was riding down, like, a frontage road um, next to a busy yep. street, so he didn't really even have to deal with car yep. traffic. <clears throat> wasn't riding on a sidewalk or a windy trail, just a very straight side street with yeah, no viewers, speed bumps. For our viewers familiar with Logan Boulevard in Chicago, that is what Luke is uh, talking about, where it's got you have your you have your throwaway in the middle, and then you have your side streets on the side, and they move parallel with each other. See, I, I just said parallel, not parallel. Parallel. Yeah. Um, and despite having like absolutely perfect conditions to ride this bike down like a straight street with no car traffic, my man was struggling every foot of the way to pedal this penny farthing bicycle. Like it did not look like he was having a good time. Like it looked like a labor to move this thing forward. And like, if you know the mechanics of this bicycle, it's easy to understand why it's a fixed gear bicycle. So like the pedals keep going even if your legs stop and the brake is a handbrake that you have to pull with a lever that applies a shoe to the tire of the bicycle while you stand on an auxiliary peg near the back tire like there's a reason why penny farthing bicycles don't exist like this thing fucking sucks these things are so unbelievably dangerous i guess you guys just aren't punk rock enough i i'm not um, like, and you, if, even if like you lost control of it, like it, it is dangerous because like in order to get off of it, it's like effectively dismounting a horse that can't stand on its own. Um, <laughs> it, it's like, no wonder that like some Victorian people thought that bicycles were like these devil's contraptions that would never be like a viable mode of transportation. Um, and I guess like the worst part of it was like, well, the, the one part of it is like, this thing has to be insanely expensive, right? Like the front tire on this thing probably costs like several hundred dollars. Um, and the guy, Did you look right, it up. Can you I, buy one on Amazon? I, I'm just, I, I just, I just sent you guys like an insane, like an off an off-roading penny farthing bike. That actually looks kind of sick, and I want to buy it now. Oh, BMX! <laughs> Look at all the mud on the tires. Look, there's a dude. There's a dude on Mackinac who rides a penny farthing bike all the time, and so, it's just like this is so dangerous because he's weaving like in and out of tourists going through flex. the downtown. Yeah, flex. it's like incredible. Like, dude, this is incredibly dangerous. <laughs> but the only reason that you buy one of these bikes is for attention. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So. 
the it justifies the, your handlebar mustache too the the, ra- the main thing that chafed me about it is that this guy was going out wearing like a very conventional biking outfit like if you're going to go out on this <laughs> stupid victorian penny farthing bicycle i want to see you in fucking tails and a top hat and nothing else like if you're gonna go for this like insanely anachronistic form of transportation like sell me on it and go for the full costume as a part of it like yeah. otherwise you're faking the funk you can't half-ass it like if you're if you're gonna if you're gonna use that penny farthing bike you want the attention that comes with it you gotta look like you gotta look like you're ready to go keep score at a 1910s baseball game yeah you can't go out in dorky dad cycling gear like you can't wear muddy brooks sneakers on your penny farthing bicycle you have to be wearing knee-high men's riding boots you which you also wearing, bought for 700 dollars. Yeah, you need to be you need to be wearing your knickers and like what's that type of hat luke the one like the newsy hat that you wear a derby a flat, a flat cap i guess no oh, well, a derby would look great toilet i guess yeah flat cap uh but yeah you you got you got you got to go all out man if you're gonna do it, you gotta go. You gotta go all out. You can't. You can't just show up there looking like you just dropped the kids off at the at the Kinder Care across from the Target on Logan Boulevard, and drive out with your penny farthing bike. Like, do you think he gets heckled like crazy when he drives by when he rides by that that skate park underneath the overpass? Oh yeah, I'm sure the skaters are just like <laughs> chucking <nerd>. chucking sticks <laughs> at him, <laughs> yeah, yeah. trying to get one in the spokes. <laughs> Wouldn't be that difficult. <laughs> What were you gonna say, Toilet? I was gonna say, don't. I mean, this is four jokes go, but don't bother growing a mustache if you're not willing to host a uh, podcast about sports. So, shout out to Warren Sharp. Uh, fuck. What else was I gonna say? Um, I, I mean, that's like- an appropriate. That's a, that's a that's an appropriate complaint to have with penny farthing. Like, if you're gonna. If you're going to do it, like, if you're going to penny farth, then you need to, I guess that's the word, right? To penny farth? Yeah, That sounds right. Okay, I penny farth. You got to go take your bike out to, like, you got to go take your bike out to, like, Aurora and, like, ride around the streets out there. Like, you can't be riding that thing in Chicago thinking you're going to learn how to ride that. Because people are going to be pissed at you if you're taking up the street. Like, if you're turning off into a side street and someone's trying to cut over from from what like diversity to logan and your ass is right in the middle of the street like you're getting run over on that thing uh, unless you're doing it well like if you look yeah, like exactly if, unless you yeah, you unless you can move you can actually like move around on the damn thing if you look like you're bill sykes at the top of that bike then people are going to respect you for taking a dangerous bicycle out if you look like some amateur who has a two-car garage, one of which is dedicated to housing a giant penny farthing <laughs> penny <bicycle>. farth- <laughs> <laughs> Then people are going to heckle your ass. That was a professional oh, drop of a professional penny farthing man's name. Mr. Bill Sykes. Sykes? Is that <laughs> That's just my frame of reference for anything from like 1880 to 1910. Oh, got it. Okay. Snidely Whiplash. <laughs> Is that any better? They're basically the same design character. Okay. Um, I feel like that's the perfect segue into show and yell, Zach. Uh, we've kind of been showing and yelling a few things as we've kind of launched here, and I'm really intrigued by this uh, concept you've come up with. Yeah, okay, so so the concept came on because as podcasters, especially sports podcasters and media aficionados, 
we have to get we have to get brazen takes out there okay we gotta we got we gotta we gotta plant our flag in something and we have to yell and scream at each other metaphorically but we have to yell and scream and we have to prove our point so i i, I concocted this idea thinking you know it, it was it was kind of a com- it was kind of a combination of of <clears throat> my wife who is teaching first graders and uh one of the things we like to do when we're in first grade is show and show and tell, right? Well, if we're going to be podcasters and we're going to be we're going to be brazen and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna plant our flag and we're gonna be contentious, then we have to do show and yell. So the idea behind this topic, and we'll do it periodically, and we're hopefully the idea would be we'll alert the listeners and the viewers, all uh, forty-two of you. Uh, we, I mean, we've effectively gotten rid of the penny farthing community so i'm, I'm glad uh I'm, I'm glad we no longer have the penny farthing listeners now thank you luke <laughs> alienating one very niche subject at a time <laughs> yeah we're you're, gonna you're yeah, next good... albanians <laughs> <laughs> the, the, who have we pissed off this episode the the eastern europeans the deaf contractors subcontractors penny farthers uh dads who just want to get out of the house for two hours and the north side of Chicago. So, like, yeah, we're, we're getting everybody. But the uh, the idea about show and yell is we're gonna we're gonna um, give a topic like a week in advance or, or so, and then every once in a while we'll 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 chime in and and we'll uh, we'll get some we'll we'll uh, each bring an item that relates to the uh, that relates to the subject, and then we'll argue uh, whose item is the best. We'll show it, and then we'll yell about it. Sounds good. Yeah, sounds I'm good. In. Okay, so this week, our first one because uh, we we are Midwesterners and we love food and we we especially love processed foods. We're gonna talk about an odd processed food that we found this week, and we're gonna bring it to this. We're gonna bring it to this discussion, and we're gonna show and yell. Who would like to go first? Who would like to show their product and then yell about it? But figuratively, because Luke is doing all the editing, and we don't want to actually yell into the microphones because we'll get yelled at. I've been um, the one who's been doing the most yelling this episode already. So, uh, toilet, you should go ahead. Yeah, I'm happy to go first. Um, I'm going to be sending you guys a link right now into the chat. Peep the chat. Um, Peep I the was, chat. as I said, I was at a Japanese grocery store yesterday to get myself. Wait, did I did I actually say what it's going to be? It's processed foods. Processed. Well, foods. wow, we are I we are very much amateurs at this, viewers. And you listeners. did say pro- you said you it. Oh, I did. Oh, yeah. I did. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Cool. All right. Well, we can just strike this segment. Um. Yeah, we'll just end it right there. Great. Yeah, job. we're just uh, done. All right. Cool. <laughs> uh, Luke, uh, just uh, cut this. Cut this. Yeah. Cut. Cut. Okay. Break. <laughs> Wait. No, we're not cutting this. <laughs> I know. I'm just messing with you. Um. So I'm at the Japanese grocery store yesterday. I'm picking out sushi for dinner. Um, and then I'm like, you know, what would be great for the ride home would be like kind of one of those like trail mixy things that they sell. That's kind of got like some wasabi peas in it and like some rice crackers. And I'm, I'm not sure exactly what the rest of the contents are, but they're like crunchy mm-hmm. and salty. And um, I was kind of look, looking for a spicy one. So I just sent you guys a link um, to an assortment of items. Um, which of those items do you think would be spicy? Like what, what, what things would you be looking for to indicate that the package inside, obviously everything's written in Japanese, so I can't read anything. Um, (laughs) I, my, my computer just won't even take me to what you've sent. Okay. Uh, this page, it's a, yeah, redirect notice. 
Um, okay. So, oh, here we go. Here we got time. It's okay. a picture okay. of a young Jim Boylan holding a bunch of <laughs> Japanese snacks. Like, like more like looks more like a Will Sasso character. <laughs> um. So, like, what kind? What kind of things would you be looking for to indicate that it's some kind of spicy treat as opposed to like a okay a sweet or a wasabi mine? for sure. Okay. Maybe if it's. Uh, like a pepper base is there like a like a shishito pepper but those okay. are, aren't that spicy Go, going solely off the packaging there are different colors here i'm i'm looking for red that's the yes. color that i associate with spiciness yes or uh, the other color you'd associate with spiciness in this culture would probably be green, green. because yeah. of wasabi okay so that's basically what i'm looking for too and there's like you know a bunch of snacks in the aisle everything looks like kind of the same but you know you can't really tell what flavor it is and I pick one that's like a red and green combo. I'm like, perfect. And then I open the bag in the car and it's like sweet, like candy when I bite into it. Like it's like brown sugary, like this, like rice cracker sugar snack before I'm about to eat sushi. And it was like the most uncomfortable um, position to put myself in to get myself. I wanted kind of like the spicy, crunchy saltiness before I got ready to eat um uh, sushi that would also be covered in wasabi as well. You're so I was for the hot very... spicy Chex Mix. Oh. That's what I'm looking for. So I am very fired up that I did not pick out the appropriate snack based on the packaging alone. I think it's false advertising. So you're going with um, just to be uh, clear here. The is this the tsunami dane? Uh, it has the number 10 on it and a bunch of various crunchy looking type snacks. Is the number 10 for a scale of 1 to 10? The yeah. spiciness rate. It, it looks ranking? like it's the Tsunami Dane. Yeah, that, that is basically what it looked like. And uh, yeah, not spicy at all. I just, want, I just want it on the record. Like, hey, here's the spicy pile of snacks. Here's the mild pile of snacks. Here's the sweet pile of snacks, because that's basically what you're oh, looking for when you're looking at the, the snacks. Suno, suno edamame? Gesundheit. Thank you. So that's my show and yell. That's why I went first, because it's probably the dumbest. What do you guys have? That? Okay, well, I, I had I had sent you guys one that was going to be the impetus of this processed food discussion, but I wasn't able, able to actually get my hands on a... On, uh, uh, um, on a unit of this, even knowing it is a Nashville-based company, mind you, so there's a little bit of irony in that moment, in that in that statement. But I originally was going to go with the Jenny's Everything Bagel Schmear. It, well, it's like an ice cream. It's actually not a schmear; it's an ice cream. So it's Jenny's is you know, for for those viewers who are living under a rock who don't know. But Jenny's is a Ouch, alienating non-Jenny's eating listeners already. <laughs> yeah, just kidding. There, there goes a sponsor right there. Um, but Jenny, Jenny's is a Nashville-based uh, ice cream company, and and I don't really know what their shtick is, but I guess it's they just probably use more cream than everybody else to make their ice cream heavier. Thus, everybody likes it more. I know there's one right next to Wrigley Field that's like super, super, super packed all the time. But it's kind of like it's kind of like one of those boutique ice creams that's like in competition with Ben and Jerry's, right? Would yeah, they peddle in, uh, I would say, even more exotic flavors than Ben and Jerry's, yeah, too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. they're, uh, more, definitely more flavors available to purchase as well. Their uh, 
the, the reason why I gave them the benefit of the doubt with uh, this flavor of ice cream was that they have like a Thai peanut ice cream that I'm particularly fond of that has like little spicy flakes in it, but it's a sensibly vanilla peanut ice cream. Very good. So. I'm sure it's pro- I'm sure like you're like that the Thai peanut one that sounds delicious, and I'm sure this everything bagel one is delicious too because it gives you that sweet and spicy taste. The one that toilet was after with a bit of an Asian flair, but this is more of like a bit of a like a New York style flair, right? Um, however, I we're gonna go we're gonna we're gonna go we're gonna go coast to coast on this one because I was actually able to try this one and. We're gonna go with a little with a little treat. It's often known as the San Francisco treat. So your boy, I'm gonna send it to you guys really quick. Your boy tried the riceroni buffalo chicken flavor Ooh, packet. Oh yeah. It was good. It was fucking good. Mm. It was actually it was actually really good. And this is loaded with I mean the instructions are basically basically like butter and milk and rice, and then you get this buffalo chicken seasoning. And it does go great with chicken dishes. Had it with chicken today too. And what I enjoyed is it was kind of like almost felt like you're having like a buffalo mac and cheese, but it was rice. And it was actually very good for being a totally 100% unequivocally processed food. Is the purpose of this segment to find the best item or the worst item? Because I tried to find the worst. <laughs> I mean, I tried to find the worst too, and I was thoroughly impressed by this because. Whenever you get something that's processed food that's buffalo flavored, eh, like unless it's like unless it's the buffalo, uh, unless it's like the what are the the buffalo the Snyder's buffalo pretzel bits, like unless oh, I don't get, even like those. Oh, sir, I mean, but even though, but even those, I, I'll, I'll give I'll give you the great I'll give you I'll give you benefit of the doubt on that one too. A little grain of salt, like even those are, even those are heavy heavy on the buffalo flavoring, and the buffalo flavoring usually doesn't travel well kind of like kind of like uh kind of like french fries in my opinion so like anytime you do see the buffalo the buffalo flavoring on a processed food it is cause for concern but i enjoyed this like most buffalo mac and cheeses most of those like aren't actually that good but this was this was actually not too not too bad it was i'd give it i'd, I'd give it i'd give it a, i'd give it a will buy again rating uh, well, it's funny you mentioned that. I, I wanted to hate it. Sorry, I, I wanted to hate it. That's all right. I clicked on the uh, the the one star ratings of this item. <laughs> yes, uh, there are two of them. Um, the first uh, one star rating is from someone who identifies as fifty five to sixty four and from the Midwest. Nice, yes. our core demo of our moms. our parents. <laughs> and um, they're upset. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it was marked for 49 cents and that it was, uh, so because it was 49 cents, they, they marked the value two out of five instead of a one out of five. I'm not sure if you can get that many calories for less money with 49 cents. Seems like a pretty good price. Um, and, uh, they also said that it was too spicy. I feel like that's more of a you problem, dog. Than like I, a, a product problem. I mean, this is Buffalo the only chicken. this is the only rice this is the only riceroni package that is not red. It is black. It isn't. It is showing you that this is intense and this is not for the faint of heart. <laughs> and there's some flames on it too. Also, toilet. You definitely buried the lead. That person's name, the Midwesterners, age 55 to 64. Her name was 60s Chic. 
<laughs> that 60s chick 60s chic oh my god okay i didn't even see the username but because the other username is gumbo they're from the, <laughs> yes. they're from the mississippi gulf coast <laughs> they're over 65 and they're upset because there's no quote roni <laughs> macaroni in the rice a roni is i thought rice a roni was just rice i never interpreted it as including macaroni did either of you uh, Luke, you Luke, I feel like you know the answer to this. I I do not. Oh um, wow! I'm I feel shocked. like it's. I feel like it might be like hamburger helper though, where some of them have rice, some of them have macaroni, or <laughs> it's you just never know. It's rice or roni. The the rice well, is of a consistency that more resembles like an orzo or. Uh, uh yeah, it's more. Like, it's it's closer to a pasta than it is actually rice. Well, in the upper left-hand corner of the website for Rice Aroni, it's also married to the sister company Pasta Roni. <laughs> That's I'm true. I'm serious. Hey, yeah. Well, toilet. This guy Gumbo, or this 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 lady Gumbo, she uh, gave the value. She gave it a five out of five. Taste yep. five out of five. Quality. Yep. Which I don't understand how these ratings are so far off. Quality <laughs> one out of five. Yeah. So the value's great, the taste is awesome, but the quality isn't 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 quite there. You're yeah. buying rice aroni. Are you buying rice aroni to be impressed with the quality of the product that you're making? Well, this gumbo expects uh, the rice aroni company to lose a lot of customers now. Yeah, I mean, if you just scroll down a little farther, you can see all the boxes that are rice-a-roni have rice in them, and if they're pasta-roni, they have pasta in them. Dude, so, the Mexican-style rice-a-roni is, is awesome. Wow. Um, um, the Uncle oh, Ben's. Okay, am I, am I outing myself as a huge processed food guy? Yeah, I mean, you're the you're the spaghetti sandwich guy. You're the low-brow <laughs> food guy of this podcast. I guess I, I, I am the the the... the poor food man of this podcast <laughs> oh, jalapeno see okay look they got jalapeno cheddar and that's spicy and it has a black backdrop instead of a red backdrop that's the spiciest color is black is what we're fire is what we're figuring out <laughs> um, san francisco treat uh, i would also add in the rice category the uncle ben's cilantro lime rice packets the ones that you heat in the microwave the 90 are, second ones yeah far superior to any uh, cilantro lime rice that you would try to attempt to cook in your house. It tastes just like the Chipotle one if you're looking to do it. It costs a dollar. Just get the Uncle Ben's one. The problem is, is that rice doesn't keep. So like when you make it, you have to eat it in like 30 minutes. Otherwise, it, it's like hard. Yeah, that's true. Um, whenever witchcraft they put in it to heat rice in 90 seconds in the microwave causes it to spoil rather quickly. I guess I don't. You know, you go from normal rice taking a while to boil, and then all of a sudden, hey, we have this awesome technology. Let's do ninety-second rice. In. In sold. In. Sold. All right, Luke. What do you got? Yeah, okay. Luke. Let's go. So I sent the link in the chat. Um, this product doesn't even have its own website. It's so <laughs> esoteric. Um, I had to get it oh, off the pick the, and save. The pick and save website. So I've got some notes on it and and I'll read from them. Um, So let me explain what this product is in its own words. Um, And this is printed on the box. Um, This is Supreme's Pizza Burgers, which is a beef patty blended with pizza sauce with a cheese center. Um, This product comes frozen with six two and two thirds ounce patties. 
um, and is prepared and packaged by Supreme Meats in St. Francis, Wisconsin. Of course, only Wisconsin could produce such a product as a pizza patty. Um, it's just on the southern border of Milwaukee. I mean, I, I used to shop at Pick and Save when I lived in Milwaukee, so I, uh, I hear you, bud. A package of six is about four fifty. So if you're feeding your large Midwestern sons, you're going to need to pick up two, <laughs> probably. Um, I, I think what I found most alarming about this product is that okay, it's a pizza patty, right? It's got a cheese center. What cheese is in the center? Probably, hopefully, mozzarella. Oh, it's probably. It looks like <laughs> it looks like it's American. It is. It is American. Oh man. <laughs> So, American cheese on a pizza. Ugh. You you would want mozzarella or maybe like a provolone if you're feeling extra exotic. Nope. This is from the Midwest, from Wisconsin. <laughs> We're putting a slice of American so cheese. We'll in put there. a fucking craft single inside of there, buddy. You're <laughs> enjoying that. Um, this is uh, a Wisconsin interpretation of Italian ethnic food. The equivalent for Mexican would be a Frito pie. Um, Ooh. The, the packaging. I love a walking taco. Yeah, I mean, I like walking tacos, too, but we're not. Uh, I guess that's a little bit more adjacent to an actual Mexican dish. It's more but. fair food. Yeah, um, the packaging is cool, which is what caught my eye in the freezer section. It's got this like retro, like super dog type aesthetic. Um, it, it looks like the type of food that killed all of our paternal or all of our grandfathers at the age of 55 um because the nutrition on this on these burgers was not as bad as i thought uh but was still pretty bad um each burger is 135 calories and contains about 25 percent of your daily value of saturated fat and about 25 percent of your daily sodium intake so your shoes are going to be fitting a little tight when you're walking away from the pizza burger barbecue is this a fucking Wisconsin thing? Because there's more. There's I, I just found another one. Pizza patties with mozzarella, and it's but this one's not in a box. It's in a bag. <laughs> yes, apparently it is a Wisconsin thing. Um, I found them at the Mariano's in Chicago. Um, Did you buy them? Please tell me you bought them. No, I didn't buy them. I'm on a diet, <laughs> and I can't bring that type of thing into the house. Like, when my doctor told me to go on a diet, uh, Supreme's pizza patties filled with American cheese were not on the docket in terms of things that uh, I could uh, serve as an entree. But, Luke, um, it says reduced fat right on the cover there. <laughs> there what, we go. What do you yeah, have we to... reduced from, like, 100 grams to 98 grams. Reduced <laughs> that, fat. That's what my question is. Like, is that all it takes for it to literally reduce the fat by any percentage? And you can put that on, slap that on the box? The, the issue with reduced fat stuff is they took, like animal fat and replaced it with like processed margarine which just mm. increased the level of trans fat in it which ultimately made it more unhealthy and less filling mm. so the reduced fat stuff is almost worse than the regular fat stuff your health um, teacher would be so proud listening to you talk about all this um and if you thought supreme's reduced fat pizza burgers were solely for uh burger type consumption then 
you didn't read you the back. Sorely mistaken, you were sorely sir. mistaken. It did not read the back of the box because it offers uh, several other serving suggestions, including crumbling the cooked burger over spaghetti for a pasta <laughs> dish, or uh, crumbling the burger and putting it on top of a pizza as a fun topping <laughs> for pizza burger inception. This is what you gotta do. You gotta take some. You gotta take a slice of bread. You gotta nope. put some spaghetti noodles on there, crumble this on there, and cover it with another piece of bread. All right, just have a spaghetti sandwich. Guys, I haven't figured out. Here's what we're gonna do: we're gonna buy all of the Supreme Pizza Burger stock. That's step one. <laughs> step two is like we the change the Supreme logo. Oh, oh I know where you're going with this. I'm I'm so on board. Before to you the finish Nike Supreme logo. To the moon, baby. To the moon, baby. Then we start marketing it on TikTok. Let's go. Let's just, like we're just gonna buy a bunch of like defunct like frozen food brands and just rebrand them with. <laughs> With the Supreme, Supreme logo, I, I and then mean, college here, kids will here, eat this. You'll never fit in Supreme clothing ever again. <laughs> Their the, motto. The, the current logo is not that different than it's not the that far Supreme off. streetwear logo. It is a red That's rectangle really with not a that white italic off. font. I think I believe if we sent this to the people at Supreme, they probably might issue a cease and desist. That's what I'm saying, boys. Let's go. Let's get rich. Well, Luke already got rich, but the rest of us are going to get rich. Um, so is this the, the – do we finish by declaring a winner, Zach? Is that how this works? Uh, yeah. I mean, I would say I, – I think I think our, our our good pal Luke has, has won this one. Yeah, that was a good one. That was a good one. Nice I mean, I was going with the basicness of my rice-a-roni and the fact that it's like such a ubiqu- – like when you think of processed foods, like I think of rice-a-roni. Sounds like you had the best. I think it's Supremes. Well, it was a good experience, but I'm sure my caloric intake and my arteries aren't going to thank me for it tomorrow. I I didn't eat mine, so that is definitely points against me. I'm definitely a little disingenuous in uh, presenting this option. If I can find if I can find these on Amazon, I'm sending them to you. I, you don't need to find them on Amazon. I can go to Mariano's and get but them. But you to- won't go and get them. If I buy them for you, you'll feel inclined to have to at least cook one of them and take a bite. Matt, that. Maddie, we are eating Supreme Burgers tonight. Ooh, got the the ground beef out and was like, what if we just add some fucking pizza sauce to this? Like, whose bright idea was that? A pizza burger doesn't sound appetizing at all, even if it was made well. It sounds gross. I want those things separate. I like pizza. I like burgers. I don't want them together. Yeah, some people do like hamburger pizza. It's not for me. I don't like hamburger pizza. Can I talk about a food option I think you guys will like a lot? Yes. Please. Okay, so um, toilet's birthday, obviously. I'm not really a cake guy. Um, I find cake oftentimes to be... Uh, not moist enough. Um, so I'm more of a pie guy. I like pie on my birthday. A warm apple pie. Pop it in the oven for a little bit. End it with a cream pie. End it with a cream pie. Getting the explicit logo for this episode. <laughs> Explicitly elderly. Explicit and elderly. <laughs> um, 
So the word got out. So my sister bought me an apple pie. Word got out. I love cream pies. I love cream pies. <laughs> so my sister came over. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> elderly explicit incest. <laughs> All right. Sorry, back on we're just totally derailing this. Please go, go forward. Back on track. So my sister gets me a pie. We eat some pie at the house. It's great. Um, and then I get to work, and my work friends had also gotten me an apple pie because they know that's my favorite now that I've worked <laughs> for about five years. Um, so I'm, I'm like, kind of dishing up the pie to people at work. Um, and, you know, if any of you have ever cut um, a pie or I, – I feel like it's harder with a pie than it is with a cake because it's also contained on the sides where a cake is not contained on the sides. Um, here's a genius idea. We – sell a expandable uh i don't know what the shape is it would be like triangular but also like rounded at the side you can uh, you can you can you can buy those you can buy those my my mother cooks cheesecakes in those it's like yeah. a specific like cheesecake pan and i okay. guess you could do it you could do a pie in one too where if you envision the the like the side the ring the yeah. ring has a latch, and then you can pull the ring out like that instead yes. of having to pull up or okay. dig in. So you pull the ring out, and then you have this perfect rounded cheesecake. Okay, I know exactly what you're talking about. My idea would go along with that, and it would just be an empty placeholder. So you'd basically make like seven-eighths of a pie, and you'd <laughs> leave a sliver out. Now hear me out. You would remove like – the pie tin or whatever, and it would be much easier to cut and serve the first piece of pie because the first piece is already out of it. Yeah, I know, but I, I think I, I, I agree with the, the, the form follows function on that one, but I think that a lot of people enjoy the, the, the circularness of a pie. If you take the circularness of the pie away, what do you have? You have a you have a you have a, a, a trapezoid so you or, could put like a, a, a gift there like a flower <laughs> or like maybe just a bunch a, of icing this cake has a hole in it <laughs> yeah. the boont. oh my gosh wow great big fat greek wedding reference there luke thank you timely <laughs> timely like i guess my point is in in two days i looked like an idiot trying to cut a pie and serve it you know, for other people <laughs> because I was unable to like dig the thing in underneath. I just like, I had a hard time. So I feel like but, if you sacrificed maybe like one eighth, a little sliver of that pie surface area, you could much easily serve pie to your guests. Or what I would say is this, if you have the full pie, then make the, make the full circular pie, but then say to your guests as you're cutting, you go, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to sacrifice this little sliver so that I can easily sneak my sneak my pie knife in there and pick up mm -hmm. and then you can make a little like i don't know you could take the rest of the remnants and like when you're done with your slice you just put it you just put it on top of yours you know little 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 little, little uh, pie topper little cake topper on the uh, on the uh, end right there a pie pan is a standard size right because baking is so finicky i assume that in general the circumference of a pie pan is the same probably so what if it I'll was go like, with a, it. like a drill press where you cut all the pieces at once? Yes. And you just brought it down. It's like a eight-sided cleaver that you just go, and you yeah. have eight perfect slices of pie. And all you have to do is, like, with a knife, cut out the little pieces of crust. I feel yeah. like Little Debbie's has one of those going on their assembly lines. 
Cause like I I like look at everyone like oh how much do you want and they're always like I just I just want a little piece uh, and it really the, a half a piece just a little a half, half even, even less less than that cut that Luke, in half again look comparative to the sliver of cake that my wife and I cut at our cake cu- cake cutting ceremony how much bigger would the slice have to be <laughs> have you seen the uh, Mickey Mouse cartoon where they cut the sliver of the bean and it's <laughs> transparent yeah that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Like the the width of one blueberry is the slice. For, for the for those of you who don't know, when my wife and I were cutting our cake, we like accidentally at our wedding, we actually like kind of cut it pretty like thinly, and Luke called us out in front of everybody, and he's like, <laughs> "Why don't you cut a bigger slice?" Yeah, I wanted you to have good luck in your marriage, and look how far oh, you've gotten. Thank a you. year and a half. <laughs> That's Get practically ten. Away. Hey, I'm getting married over here. Pie missing piece. I like it. It's it's good. I mean, I don't I don't know I don't know how you're gonna have to work with the little Debbie with the uh, the little Debbie lobbyists Mm. in in trying to get the right amount of ingredients and the right selling price for that. But uh, I think you're onto something, toilet. I mean, I'd invest, the, I'd invest to the moon. I'd take it to the moon. The thing is, like, everyone needs the latest kitchen gadget. So if we get the next kitchen gadget, people are going to buy it. People need, like, the one thing in the kitchen that does the it's one not, specific I, thing. That's all. <laughs> yeah, cousin to the slap drop. All we need is to just be able to get a product that gets on wedding registries. Boom. Printed money. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, anything else food and drink related or should we jump uh jump topics here uh we want to do break real quick yeah Yeah, we can take a quick break and uh we'll be right back jazz music are we thinking anybody got any anybody got any bold predictions for the super bowl are we allowed to say that? Yes, we're allowed to say that. Sorry, any bold predictions for, for the, the superb owl? Superb owl. Um, I don't know. Are you guys betting anything? Any props? Yeah, betting anything? I mean, I like obviously other than like the game or the spread, like anything like fun, like passing yards or final, like actual score or. I don't feel like. Well, I was listening to one, one that I think I kind of like. Uh, one one I think I kind of like would be the second half points over. I just I just feel like there's so many jitters in the beginning and like yeah Mahomes has been here before and some of the Chiefs have but like a lot of the the Buccaneers haven't been in the Super Bowl before save Brady and Gronk so I think there might be some might be some jitters and maybe a couple drop passes here and there but I mean we do know that the Buccaneers are they're they're, they're big time drop pass guys we saw last week with they they like to drop some passes yeah I don't know I think you, you know you look at like Chiefs offense on Bucks defense that appears to be strength on strength and even though the Bucks offense you would think is kind of a strength, strength on strength strength on strength like the the Chiefs defense like I don't know. Like they looked like kind of like chippy in that Bills game, and I don't know yeah. if there's like some bad blood between those teams, but they just look like super undisciplined and like doing dumb shit after the play. And I don't know. I think like if Tom Brady, like Tom Brady, obviously is like gonna navigate, like he's gonna keep that entire 
group like calm under pressure because he is who he is, you know? And yeah. I don't know. That that I think is the interesting matchup for me is how does the Chiefs defense decide to attack the Bucks offense and vice versa. So I don't know. I still feel like the Chiefs are going to kill him just because like well, you look are at Are they though? The, the the Chiefs like plethora of weapons and how Patrick Mahomes plays when he's at his best is just so scary. But I would as never, a man I who enjoys as a man who enjoys good offensive line play, though, I mean, what would you say to them being down both tackles? Yeah, I mean, that's concerning, but that's kind of Patrick Mahomes' thing is, like, extending plays and, like, getting creative out of the pocket and things like that. Like, that – and they're not really, like, the, a run-the-ball team. Like, they, they've done it because, you know, uh, our Schwartz and um, Fisher, are they both out for sure? Yeah, I think I think Fisher <sighs> ended up, like, tearing his ACL or, or tearing his Achilles or something. It was, like, a really bad injury. Um but what I, I would ask you, Toilet, do you see some shades of the like of the twenty fifteen Broncos Panthers Super Bowl? Like you have, mm. you know, best defense of the you know, best defense for sure by far and away going up against the best offense. And then a weekend at Bernie's quarterback. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, actually, no. I'd say Brady's is Brady's a lot better than Manning was. I know. I'm just kidding. Like, I, yeah. I mean. Yeah. I don't know. Like we said a couple weeks ago, like he did some kind of dumb shit. Like those two lobs to Mike Evans. The other one was kind of off his hands. I don't know. I think you know. I you feel silly kind of betting against either of these two teams, but the Chiefs. Yeah, that's true. Like the Chiefs at their best versus the Bucks at their best. Like the Chiefs would beat the absolute feathers off that other team. So yeah, you're right. Chiefs. Chiefs at their Chiefs at their best are like impossible to play with. Exactly. Like it's it's it's. You know, you could you could also see it's just like a situation where they plug just like a replacement level like Charles Leno type tackle in at left tackle, and mm-hmm. that's probably enough just to get by. But I, I I will say I will say I mean I think that that front seven for Tampa Bay is fucking filthy on defense. I mean, do you not you don't think they're filthy? I mean, I think they I think they're filthy because they can rush the passer and they can go run side to side. Well, kind like of like they, you're saying, they, yeah. Did they just take advantage of like a kind of a crappy Packers offensive line last week too? You know. Well, maybe they might be taking advantage of another crappy offensive. Yeah. Line this coming yeah. week. Yeah. So yeah, I think that that'll definitely be interesting to watch. I don't know. I yeah. I'm not Dave, a gambling. Dave, Dave Bakhtiari, friend of a friend of the podcast. <laughs> I I uh, if I was going to gamble, I would definitely like be in over territory. I can't really see like a defensive punting showdown happening. I feel like. <laughs> so these, you, so you take the under on punts. I think it's like six and a half or seven. Yeah, under on punts, over on points. I don't know. That's kind of like what we all want in a Super Bowl, right? Like we want to see like points and back and forth and lead changes and all that kind of stuff. Luke, you're looking a little low T low over there. What's your uh, thoughts on the big game? Um, I was just looking at some novelty props over here. Um, I'm a little okay, low T right yeah. now because I'm concerned about the first half of the recording and if this episode is still going to be viable. But I'm a professional. We're going to finish this. I'm pretty sure everything's okay. But I'm looking at some novelties here, looking for a little bit of value. And I think I found the, toil- okay. the toilet special. Um, okay. This is a number prop. So the jersey number of the first touchdown scorer is <laughs> over under 20, Even over under 24 and a half. Okay. Um, over is um, minus one twenty one. Okay, under so is that, minus one hundred three. Okay, so if you're going under, you said fourteen. Twenty four and a half, or twenty four. 
Well, that's helpful because all of the you know receivers on Tampa Bay are pretty much in the teens. Uh, Tom, that rushing one yard touchdown he does all the time is twelve. Um, but Lenny and Rojo are twenty eight, twenty seven. So that's kind of the the trade off. Dude, dude, Lenny, Lenny, I'm, I'm probably going to do the Lenny will score a touchdown. He scored touchdowns in seven of his last eight games. Yeah, Lenny, Lenny is uh, playoff Lenny. I mean, we we spoke it into existence, and now it's happening. Um, and then on the other side, you've got Tyreek Hill. You've got Tyreek Hill. Uh, Tyreek Hill. Pat Mahomes Tyree rushing Kill. touchdown. Um, I think Le'Veon Bell's 26. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire's 25, so he doesn't count. Um, <laughs> this is, this is like basically going a right bet here. on will the Bucks or the Chiefs score the first touchdown. Yeah, unless you're going Tyreek Hill or Mahomes. Or one yeah. of the tight ends. I don't know. I f- yeah, I feel like I would go under just because you've got more of a spread there. And Tyreek Hill is such a crazy – and you've got all those guys in the teens like Hardman and uh, Pringle, like all those like fast receivers who all look like the same. Like they're all like tiny, yeah. light, and like have incredible agility. I don't know. I'd probably go under. What do you guys me think? Cole, me Cole versus your Cole Hardman. Um, <laughs> um, I, I would probably – I'd probably take the under on that, the jersey number. Okay. Um, we have um, it, another – Oh, what – Go ahead. Are you gonna call? Are you gonna look at the one right next to jersey number props? Because I had one I wanted to bring up really quick. We're using uh, uh, an official, unofficial sponsor of the podcast, DraftKings Sportsbook. <laughs> but there's a toilet. As a former offensive lineman, what do you say to this novelty prop called Fat Man Touchdown? Oh. Any offensive lineman to score a touchdown is yes plus two thousand, no minus ten thousand. Uh, any offensive or defensive lineman to score a touchdown, yes, plus eight hundred, no, minus two thousand. I don't know what I don't know what this like. Is this like a tackle That's eligible exactly sort is. of a play? Yeah. Uh, you guys don't remember the Don Tari Poe catching the touchdown pass, <laughs> like maybe seven or eight yeah, years I ago, remember. in like his How, last game. Did he catch? Yeah. He threw. Did he catch a touchdown? Or did he throw it. Oh, that's a good question. He maybe? did the jump. He, did, he threw it. He threw it. I think he did the jump throw. I think you're right. I think he they like did like a, a fullback dive to him, and he actually tossed it to a tight end or something. Um, yeah, those are fun to bet. Like like the first play of the game to be a safety, and like all those like crazy long shots. Like that's where you're getting value. Is that what you're looking for, Luke? Like some like crazy like plus two thousand or yeah, something like that. Um, you know, something a little bit fun, something for me to root for on every play of the game. Um, I also think in terms of novelty yeah. bets, there's value in uh, Gatorade color, yellow, green, lime. I think that um, getting the spectrum at plus 300 um, for a very common color of Gatorade um, is good. And yellow is by far the best flavor and the best powdered flavor for sure. So you wouldn't want to spill any of it. It's the end of the game and you just won the Super So. <laughs> So, Luke, do you want to take a quick thirty seconds to eulogize Gatorade, another processed food that went out of biz- that uh, a flavor that oh, was discontinued? Oh yeah, the discontinued melon Gatorade, which is my favorite flavor of Gatorade. I don't really like cantaloupe in general, but the difference between the melon flavor and the orange flavor, the melon was just that extra step more refreshing. It was like a crisp, ah, kind of like a cocktail. Uh, but it was Gatorade and uh, rehydrating you. Was this a cucumber melon or just, just melon? melon? It was orange. Okay. Okay. 
Because cucumber melon is an underrated Gatorade flavor. Cucumber lime. Zach hates it. They still make that? Yeah, they still make it. Oh. Uh, mm-mm. Mm-mm. Nice. The worst. No, is it the lim- limon, limon pipon? Limon pepino? Pepino. pepino? Not, not even to... Limon pepino? Not even to get rid of scurvy? You're still out? I don't think it has that much vitamin C scurvy. in it, does it? <laughs> Uh, there's also um, a uh, <laughs> lime cucumber. There's a doink special. Um, if anything hits the crossbar or upright, um, you get it. It doesn't appear as though it has to hit the crossbar and upright and go out, but any striking of the crossbar or upright wins you the bet at plus 375. I feel like as a tortured Bears fan, I have to put money on this. Just verbal meme, Luke's sitting there with the Vietnam helicopter in, like, the the background pain. No, it's just me, hold, <laughs> it's me sitting on my couch holding a pennant with a picture of the uprights on it. <laughs> <laughs> Homer Simpson style. Hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know uh, where else there's money to be made, but um, I'm excited to watch it. I think it should be a good game. That is just... Like the ultimate letdown of letdown is like the Rams uh, Patriots won like 13 to three. Like unless you're a big defensive coordinator, Hardo, like that was just such a boring game to watch. Look, we made some money on that yes, game. We did. Because I think we hit the under in the Patriots <laughs> yes, hard. Yes, we did. <laughs> we also made some money on last. We also made some money on last year's Super yes, Bowl we too. Did. Oh, Kyle, thanks to the Kyle Ustrick touchdown at plus. What was that plus? Yeah. 35 yeah, like that. three plus 3500 or 35,000 wow. or something like that yeah wow 3500 yeah. well that's a good idea to kind of parlay that here like there's probably some obscure chiefs players going to score a touchdown if you had to kind of go down that route like what are the odds of pringle or um i'm trying to think of an even more obscure guy uh, ricky seals jones yeah um probably not their fullback what's his name sherman like he's probably not going to score but like what's the long shot on the chiefs to sherman to get a touchdown? Seals, I, would, Jones, I would assume that Dieter, Auclair, um they're all at plus ten thousand. i mean Le'Veon bell is a fucking long shot for a it, touchdown is all claire like their third tight end oh claire uh-huh. i think so because that is where i would go they're they'd like line up in like a heavy formation or something like dump it to a some guy you've never Scotty heard of. Scotty Miller that at plus 3,500 is extremely intriguing considering that he has the ability to uh, catch some touchdowns. I think he's caught touchdowns in both of the Bucks playoff games so far this offseason or postseason. Um, hmm. Leonard Fournette at plus 1050, I feel like, is pretty good. Oh, I'm looking at the first touchdown odds and not overall touchdowns. My bad. Very unprofessional move. Um, something that's intriguing me, um, in some of the novelty props going back to that, who cares about like players scoring touchdowns or whatever. It's all about, you know, the ceremony and the pomp and circumstance, but this sort of combines that. How about any scoring drive to take less time than the singing of the national anthem? That's a really, I like that one because that covers the like Tyree kill 85 yard screenplay. And then like the, like, the the like touchdown pass on like second and eight or you know second and goal or something um so answering no is plus 250 so you're getting plus odds 
on saying that the drives are going to be longer than two minutes. But I guess it's scoring drives. So that, yeah. I kind of want to, well, I mean, think about it. If you're going to use scoring drive, I would take a field goal out of it because even if you get into field goal range, you're still going to have to do three downs to get through it. That, that means that you're not getting a turnover, that nobody succeeds on a two minute drill, that like a bunch of different things. So I guess that's why you're getting plus odds on no, because the national anthem typically falls around like two minutes, 12 seconds between in like two minutes, 20 seconds. So I think that it's no might be a long shot. So, so they've, they've, they've kind of like screwed with my head on the coin toss stuff now. Cause there's coin toss outcome coin toss winner player to correctly call opening kick off coin toss. So you can either have heads or tails or you could do bucks or chiefs, or you could say yes or no. Whoever goes up to call it is going to get the bucks it. Bucks right. are away, right? Ooh. Well, they're literally at home. Yeah, I know, but they are the away but team yes. in this scenario, right? Correct. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Um, I hope they have to wear their away jerseys to uh, it. I think they do. My, my, my sister and her husband are in Longboat Key right now, and so I was like, uh, you guys just going to go like drive up to Tampa for the game? I'm sure like, you could maybe try and get some tickets walking up. I think up. I read somewhere that the Chiefs are wearing white. Maybe no, they're wearing red, and the Bucks are wearing right white. They're both wearing they're both red. wearing red. They're different Pantones, so you can tell the difference. Darren Rovell will be able to tell us the difference uh, with all of the <laughs> in all of the plays. The Bucks are going all pewter in the first half and all creamsicle in the second half. I fucking wish, man. Um, I don't know. I've been like mulling over betting on um the buccaneers in this um i think that they have more of a shot than people are giving them but it's still pretty close i do too i do too luke because i like i just like them on the money line it's climbing up it's actually going upwards it started off at it started off at plus 140 and it's going up which means it's got to mean money's coming in on the chiefs I think that I think the average person is in on the Chiefs, but I, I toilet for reasons that we've talked about, like dominant pass rush from Tampa Bay, quarterback who can kind of like he can keep the chains moving, and dynamic receivers, a decent run game. I, I mean, I think I, I actually think that like I'm kind of talking myself more into Tampa Bay. I know the other side just has Mahomes and. And um, oh, what's their face? Kelsey and Hill. Yeah, seriously, dude. I mean, that's what you got to think. Like if they get to him with any regularity like they did to Rogers, like a thing that we've been begging the Bears to do for the last couple of years with supposed great pass rushers, like they're going to fucking, you know, screw him up a little bit. And he'll he's a gunslinger, man. He'll try to fit things into tight windows. And actually, if I could get. If I could get one of my bets in, you know, my my guy Sean Murphy Bunting, I gotta get a Sean Murphy Bunting interception in. He's he's had an interception, I think, every game so far in the playoffs. Is there a line out there for um, will the Bucks, will the uh, the um, Chiefs be down two or more scores at any point during the game? 
Oh, I I'm like that. Thanks for showing up, I'm Chiefs. I'm sure it's somewhere. Uh, you got to find that and you got to hammer that because that's definitely There's probably a largest lead type um, category. So, yeah. That's kind of what they do. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it hopefully should be a good game. Last year's was pretty good. Um, the previous year's was not. So we'll see. I, I wonder what the energy is going to be like um, in the stadium with like a quarter full um, all of Floridians. A quarter full of Floridians, all of which will be on the pirate ship. And uh, we have The Weeknd as the uh, headliner for the halftime show. Weeknd. Um, and probably a bunch of sappy-ass commercials saying like how we're all united. We're here with you. They're here with us, and we're, we're all coming together. Everyone in the United States is coming, and we're coming together. <sighs> I saw I saw one already that made me roll my fucking eyes out of my skull and Dolly Parton has uh, re-recorded nine to five, but it's five to nine and it's like a get your side hustle on for Squarespace. Ooh, I, I don't really like that. I, I don't like it at all because it's like, hey, how about we just pay people enough money in the U.S. to like actually not have to do a side hustle. I get the romanticism behind it where it's like start your own business, but it's kind of like fucked up. That's my I'll, – I'll put my Che Guevara shirt especially away. Especially considering what the central theme of the song 9 to 5 is, which is like you'll yeah. never get ahead. You're making money for your boss. You're fucked. <laughs> yeah. Working 9 to 5. What a way to make living barely – Getting by, it's no taking, only giving. Um, can I give you guys my other football adjacent topic for the sure. week? Um, so, uh, rest in peace, grandmother toilet, uh, April 2020, uh, start of COVID, uh, had been sick for a long time, did not pass because of COVID, but um, because of other complications and whatnot. And for obvious reasons, we couldn't really have a formal uh toilet family get together to <laughs> properly commemorate and um flush away the memories uh of grandmother so uh the families decided that uh to honor grandma but also to honor her beloved pittsburgh stellars mm -hmm. the family will be convening in rural pennsylvania in the allegheny mountains um for a celebration of life ceremony in early August, promptly followed by a trip to Canton, Ohio, to watch the six-time world champion Pittsburgh Steelers Stillers. take on the Dallas Cowboys in the Hall of Fame game. Uh, and it is going to be an electric week of content creation. We're going to have uh, two Zoom screen Greg there, uh, Paul Molsig, <laughs> Greg. We're going to have... Uh, uh, Disposable camera, Aunt Julie there. We're going to have um, uh, distant uh, brother-in-law, Hall and Oates, uh, alpha male nice. there. It's going to be quite the event. Um, I've never been more jealous of somebody else's family reunion event than I am of this right now. <laughs> <laughs> you feel free if you guys want to come up. We'll just make it a whole, a whole thing. We'll podcast from the road that week. But 
Uh, that is the plan to honor uh, my sweet grandmother. Rest the in peace. The only restaurant uh, that you're able to eat at. Great football the lady. Entire uh, trip is at Sheets. No, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah the, I don't think the actual formal the formal ceremony is not being held at Sheets, uh, but you know. Um, I think it'll be funny to have a funeral where everyone's wearing black, but it's not because anyone's wearing a suit. It's because they're all wearing in different black mean, and yellow, black and yellow, black and yellow, black and yellow. Mean Joe Green and uh, ham jerseys. Hey, you want to know what's kind of cool though? You'll get to see two inductions because they never inducted anybody last year. So like your boy Steve Hutchinson, yeah, great offensive lineman. He's going to get inducted. Yeah, so I think Troy was the big Steelers name that was supposed to go in, and then um, uh, Troy uh, Tulowitzki. Oh, I know. Huh? Get the hell out of here! Get Toilet talking to the mic. Here. We got some Rockies news. We can talk about a little bit if you. Uh, oh, sorry. Um, so that is what's coming up uh, in August for the Toilet family. So um, can't wait to do that and uh, properly commemorate grandmother with the only way the Yinzers know how. At <laughs> a Steelers game. <laughs> Steelers preseason game. Hey, That's you get right. to see you get to see uh, Dwayne Haskins though. We'll probably play for a couple quarters. Um, yeah, I'm assuming it will be the Dwayne Haskins show. Uh, maybe the uh, I don't think Brad Wing is their punter anymore. Is Brad Wing their punter? I can't remember. He'll probably be punting a lot. Um, and yeah, maybe Dak Prescott. That might be his first game back because it'll be close to a year after his uh, horrific leg injury. So he won't be with the Dallas Cowboys. He'll be playing under center for years. Chicago. Stop Bears. it! Oh. Stop it! Oh. <laughs> Should we talk uh, Stafford Goff real quick? I mean, we can. Well, that was just kind of sad. Say. Yeah. I mean, I like. I've always. I've always even though he's been in division, I've always liked Stafford. I've respected his like toughness and hustle. Oh, wow. His grittiness, his grittiness. And I mean, that time when he tried to fight the entire bears on like Monday night football, I think like 2013, uh, that was, uh, that was a pretty, that was a pretty awesome moment, but I think he's just been let down by that franchise as somebody who spent a lot of time around Michiganders, (laughs) up in up in Mackinac like people fucking love the Lions and like the Lions are just like the most pitiful fucking organization ever like yeah how bad we think the Bears are like it's just at like multiply it times like a hundred to get to the SOL Lions. baby At least we've had SOL some every year same old Lions it's a it's a truism I I uh I um The uh, spectrum of emotions I went through when I thought the Bears were going to get Matt Stafford, I had the same thought as as Usac, where I'm like, oh yeah, like he's been undervalued, like he's he's actually not that bad of a quarterback. He's got a couple of good years left, and then when he went to the Rams, I was like, good, that guy sucks. I wouldn't want him to play for my sorry ass team. Get out of here, Matt. There's no way. Like I think that's just kind of a one for one trade. I don't know how much better Matt Stafford makes that um, Rams team, and they've sunk so much asset value into getting Jared Goff when they had to trade up to get him and how much they had to package together to get rid of him and that horrific contract like that at least we didn't do that no doubt uh, no doubt he's probably been one of the most expensive NFL assets of all time like the price they paid to acquire him the price they actually paid to him and then what they're gonna what they paid to get rid of him speaking of golf that's for sure but actually 
toilet. I, I think it makes, I think it makes the Rams. Like, I don't think it makes them a Super Bowl contender, but I think it makes them like a much better football team. I think like you could pencil them, them in easily for 10 wins for double digit wins next year. I mean, that's what they did this year. Like, like that's, I guess yeah, that's true. Like, they're going to be better. Fair enough. Like the bears in the, no, I think they're nine and nine and seven. Were they nine and seven? Okay, so nine and seven. Well, close enough. Yeah, they'll be they'll be they'll be better. I agree. I think what you're trying to say, toilet, is people putting them into the Super Bowl right now, like the hyperbole of some some certain NFL podcasters. Names won't be named. Certain people have picked Matt Stafford to be MVP for the last like oh my six god years. Yeah. That's Lions psychosis. Um, same people who picked, transferred west. Same people have picked the Buccaneers to win the NFC South for forever too. Uh-oh, look, your bandwidth and your T are low. I'm on yeah. a delay. You're, like, cutting in and out. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, you're you're good now. Uh, but I would say that it does make them much better. Like, I, I, would, I would say they're for sure the favorites in the West. Yeah, that'll be – that's the tough part because, like, they, they just kind of have to keep pace and keep swimming with the teams in that division, which are yeah. all pretty solid. I think it's funny yeah. that – um schottenheimer the the um oc from the seahawks is going to be the passing coordinator for the jaguars like passing, yeah a guy who like hated throwing the ball is now gonna go coach trevor lawrence and <laughs> a team that like i mean honestly like we we talked about i'm a huge um robinson fan i think they'll be able to run the ball pretty well i think it's funny he's going there to be the have fun uh, trev so, have fun with urban meyer um, i think that'll that be a good guy. division next year just like the so, So does this just mean for sure now that we are stuck with Marcus Mariota? No, we're not going to get Marcus Mariota. I honestly think we'll get Mitch on a team-friendly deal and then some other guy to be competitive with him. Probably not Jameis. I think Jameis will probably stick around because Drew Brees will retire. Um, and I don't know. Like I, I, th- I think they, I think they trot someone out. Like I think they trot out. Mariota, because apparently Pace has had a huge like boner form for forever, so they're gonna trot him out. It's like the White Sox thing, where it's just like they get like a big name, right? Who's like clearly beyond their prime or not very good. Mm. And then they say everybody, hey, let's get excited about Marcus Mariota. Woo! I could see like Tyrod Taylor or like Ryan Fitzpatrick, like one of these guys that like you figure like might get last chance exactly like no one you're gonna actually gonna be it's like another person that mitch will probably beat out in training camp you know like i see i don't i I think mitch is gone like i think you could you might they might offer him a team-friendly deal but i think he just moves on i i I think the the psychology is that he needs to he needs to go somewhere else i think he needs to go somewhere like new he's he's gonna go to new england or the, what would what would piss me off is if he goes to new orleans and then just like steps into breeze's fucking Uh. shoes I don't know. Like we kind of said last week, like I'm more interested in a new offensive coordinator, like a new direction for the offense in general. I'm not excited about where the offense is. Like it's not like we're a piece away. We're we're an entire. Scheme. Yeah, you're right. We're t- we're like t- we're like tackles away too, and yeah. like yeah. So I actually think I think what they do is like I I think they probably go offensive line heavy in the draft, and then we're gonna end up getting like a re a super super retread quarterback and they're gonna yeah. hope to god that they go eight and eight and <laughs> can hold on to their jobs for another season keep another seven seed going honestly i did like the structure this year i kind of like that they did you know the top team gets a bye 
you know, the other six, you know, you get the three wild cards, the three division winners. Like, I think that's a fair structure. Like we kind of saw this year that, you know, one of the one seeds was able to get all the way through. And then one of the one seeds was upset. Like that kind of seemed kind of what you want every year is like one, you can kind of pencil in one Super Bowl team. Um, and then the other one you kind of want to be kind of a toss up. I think that adds a level of, you know, mystery to the NFL every year. That is what keeps us invested. Like the bears and like, that's kind of what our thing is, is knowing that, you know, we can get through a season in an off season thinking that we're in it every year. And that's like, you know, like you're saying, like these crazed Lions fans, like the Lions have sucked forever. They've won one playoff game as long as we've been alive. And like, they're like crazed. Cause they're like, you know what? Like we've got some pieces on defense. Yeah. Matt Stafford is great. If things break our way and Aaron Rodgers gets hurt, like we could make, we could win the division, you know, like that's the thing. You know, that's why we're meatball fans because we could see it happening. <laughs> yeah. We're meatball fans. We, we find the totally, uh, uh, infinitesimal ways of our teams winning and believe that that's going to happen. Yeah. Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. Hello, my ragtime gal. Send me a kiss by wire. Baby, my heart's on fire. If you refuse me, honey, you lose me. Then you'll be left alone. Oh, baby, telephone and tell me I'm your own.